0: Welcome to For the Love of Dharma. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. This podcast will help you be more joyful, remember your purpose, and live life on your terms. Get ready to get inspired. Here we go. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm excited to share another amazing guest with you sophie watson worked in the health industry for over 20 years when she came to a breaking point and felt like she wasn't in control of her own life she started working on herself and today works with other women to create lives they love in today's episode we talk about how to overcome the difficult times in life and how it's important to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling without trying to fix or change those emotions sophie gives us a lot of ideas for things we can do when we're in the middle of grief to honor the feelings while also allowing us to move through it at our own pace we even talk about cord cutting and how to release situations or people that are not serving us so stick around for that without further ado let's welcome sophie to the show hi sophie welcome to the show i'm so excited you're here Hi Heather, thank you so much for having
1: me. It's been really exciting, actually, being on this podcast with you.
0: And I could listen to you talk all day. I just love the UK accent. It makes me so happy to hear people talk from there because everyone says I have an accent because I live in Wisconsin, and I always think I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> but I love the whole British accent. It makes it just it makes me feel good. Yeah. Well, we we don't mind it. Good, good. I'm glad. Well, the way I like to start my guest episodes is by having you choose either blue or red, and I will select a random question from either a blue book or a red book, depending on what you choose.
1: Oh, this sounds exciting. I'll have blue, please. Bit like Matrix with the red pill or the blue pill. I know. I always think that too.
0: I'm like, I swear it's not related. <laughs> All right. Ooh, this one's, this one's interesting. What will replace the microwave? Oh,
1: you know, like we've got like things can combust. I think that's probably what will replace it. Like things will just heat themselves up. Yeah. You just
0: think about it and it's like, oh, yeah, I wish I had popping. some popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it just... and then it's popping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is terrifying and exciting at the same time <laughs> yeah. we want things like that I mean it's 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 like
1: law of attraction isn't it you just think it and it's oh. you manifest it so yeah, yeah.
0: I love maybe that. we can
1: do that with food
0: that would be amazing
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know once I've developed that okay <laughs>
0: great I can't wait all right Sophie I would love for you to tell me what were you like as a young child what was your personality like what did you like to do
1: So I was, (laughs) I was fairly quiet at school. However, if my parents took me to something like a pantomime or out where like it was crowd participation, I would be the loudest kid there. Mm. So I would go from like one extreme to another. And um, yeah, I'm still like that now. At concerts, especially, like my husband says, he gets tinnitus from being at a concert, but he also gets tinnitus because he stood right next to me. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I can be—I I always was loud. I didn't really care, and I still don't. What other people think? So I would do my own thing. It didn't matter what other people were doing. I—I I would go down my own little pathway too. Like my grandmother, she was quite, (laughs) she was from South Africa. She was very much worried about what other people thought. And like if we went shopping somewhere and I had a music shop, I would be standing there dancing because they're playing music in the shop. And she'd tell me off for that. But I was like, I don't really care. (laughs) I'm going to dance. So yeah, always dancing around, always doing the things that the other kids wouldn't necessarily do, um, was big into sports at school, was like in all the teams and things like that. So quite competitive, very loud at, at like concerts and things but quiet
0: within class so that's that's so interesting it's like you when you got to a concert you could like let loose and be who you really wanted to be because they're in school there's all these rules like sit down be quiet raise your hand you know all the things that I can never stand (laughs) and now you now you could just then when you're out of that you could be who you really are I love that do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up
1: Oh, there was loads of different things I wanted to be. At one point, I wanted to be a DJ on the mm-hmm. radio. Another point, I wanted to be designing record covers.
0: Oh, fun.
1: I thought that would be great. Um, uh, When I got a bit older, I thought I would go into nursing. And then I completely changed my mind once I'd been at college for two years. and <laughs> didn't want to do any more studying. So, yeah, those are the main things that I remember.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I love to just ask that question and understand kind of what people wanted to be when they were little, you know, because I feel like myself and all of my immediate friends, we all wanted to be teachers or veterinarians. Right. And so for me, when I get to talk to all these different people, it's really fun because I can get all these different ideas. Like I would never think to design record covers. Like that's amazing. So I know today you are a soul coach, but I would love to know a little bit about your journey and kind of what led you here. Wow.
1: Well, it is a long story. Yeah, Um, I'm
0: here for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I had always been fascinated in the unseen. So um, I I have a feeling that my mum knew that I would end up doing this kind of work because when I was about 15, she came home and she'd bought me a pack of tarot cards and crystals. Now, she never bought my sister anything like that. And my mum used to go and see clairvoyants and mediums and people. So um, I was just fascinated by the tarot cards. And I ended up mucking about with my friends and doing the cards for them when we were teenagers. And it all got put to one side when I went to college and then got a job. So over the years, I had lots of different jobs none of which I felt were really me apart from I became a photographer and I ended up becoming the head photographer for for this portrait company. And I loved it, but it was taking over my life. I was doing the evenings, the weekends, the bank holidays. I was the head photographer, so I was in charge of a lot of stuff. But what I did within that job was – I did the tele-sales, I did the corporate gifts, um, the exhibition stands, the sales, the photography, the editing. There wasn't any part of that job that I hadn't done, like some sort of role within that, that business. So when I eventually did start running my own business, I, I had those skills already, which was great. But um, it got to the point where I was going home every night and I was crying because I just was so stressed. I just wasn't happy anymore. And my husband said to me, well, why don't you hand in your notice? And I went, oh, okay then. So the following day I did it.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> don't need to tell me twice.
1: <laughs> he, then, he then said to me, I didn't mean for you to do it right away. I meant for you to find something else first. <laughs> I was like, no, nope, I've done it now. Um so I didn't know what I was going to do next and I just kept getting in the back of my mind I need to go and see a clairvoyant or a medium. So I went and saw this woman and it was the days before Facebook and the internet and all your stuff being your information being everywhere and this woman I walked in and she Everything that she said was absolutely spot on. She was bringing through my granddad. She was bringing through my uncle. And it was details that there was no way she could possibly know. The only information she had on me was my first name and my phone number. And it was like, she she said to me, your granddad says, remember the marbles? I was like, oh, my God. When I was a kid, I had a round tin with Princess Diane Charles on, full of marbles. Ah. And it's like, how could she possibly know about the marbles? Anyway, she carried on talking. So I'm really listening to her because she is being spot on. And she said to me, You could be doing what I'm doing. And I went, Sorry, how? She <laughs> said, Well, I'd have you sit in my spiritual development group, but you live too far away. And I was like, I don't mind traveling. That's absolutely fine. She said, no you need to find your own group and we continued the conversation and she then mentioned Reiki now at the time I'd never heard of Reiki and I'm sat there thinking what the hell is this woman talking about (laughs) she didn't say that I should learn it but she mentioned it so when I left I thought right okay I need to find a spiritual development group and what the hell is this Reiki thing looked up Reiki and I was like oh my god people can do that. That's amazing. (laughs) I want to learn. So um, it was only literally a couple of weeks later and there was a psychic fair going on down the road from where I lived. So I thought, I'll go along and see what's going on there. Walked in and I see there's a woman there advertising that she taught
0: Reiki. Isn't it amazing how the universe just keeps feeding you. Oh,
1: <laughs> this this is what the universe does to me all the time. So I've walked in and I've had a conversation with this woman and booked in for her weekend course. The weekend comes up, I go along and it turns out it's just me and one other woman on the course for the whole weekend. So she'd got her friend along for us to practice on. So when it came to the time to work on him, I I did everything that I needed to do. And he sat up and he said, all I'm getting is the future's bright. I was like, bit of a strange thing to say. It was odd. Turns out he ran a spiritual development group. So I ended up sitting in his development group and doing all of my levels of Reiki. So it was like literally that as soon as I would made that decision that I wanted to learn... The universe just planted the right people in front of me.
0: <laughs> ah, I love it.
1: So yeah. So that was what, probably 17 coming up 18 years ago. And <laughs> I've only recently stopped sitting in that development group because he told me that Sophie, there's nothing more I can teach you. <laughs> so, okay. so that was that was the first step. But 2012 was really the catalyst for me starting to run my own business so um back then I was living in a semi-detached bungalow next door to my parents so they were in the in the property where I grew up and um we were living in it and renovating it at the time and nothing had been done to this property since 1970 Mm. so we literally had to gut it um So that was one stressful thing. By this time, I've got a job working as a pharmacy technician, which I absolutely hated. I couldn't stand it, but I ended up being there seven years. My mum, who was 56, coming up to 57, she was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. And then three months later, breast cancer. And at the same time, my husband and I were diagnosed with unexplained infertility. So we had all of this stress going on. I thought I was coping, but actually in reality, I wasn't at all. And it was my behavior had started to change. I was doing stuff that was completely out of character and that's what brought everything to a head. So I had to take a step back and I go, okay, what do I have control over? And obviously it was my job. So I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do instead? I would really love to be doing healing in some form because that is what lit me up. That was what I would do whenever I had a spare moment. I would, I'd been learning healing on animals and, and practicing on my family. And so I thought, right, that, that's what I want to do. And being in the pharmacy, It was great because we had customers coming in who already knew me and trusted me because I was helping them with their medication. So I was able to have those conversations with them and say, have you thought about having healing? And they would say, oh, okay. So I went around to their houses after work and used to do healing on them. So that was where it really started. And um, by... Again, when I made that decision, I wanted to be running my own business doing the healing work. Again, the right people just suddenly appeared in front of me. So, in when was it? Must have been the middle of 2013. A business coach suddenly appeared in front of me. I was like, oh well, this would be really good. If I learn what I need to at their seminar that they're running, then I can hand in my notice after that seminar and start my business really like full time. Well, what actually happened was the week before the seminar, my boss and I got into an argument and I said, I wasn't going to do this just yet. But as of the 1st of January, I'll no longer be working here. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, Did they feel
0: great though? Like at the same time? Oh, that was just amazing. <laughs> it was,
1: <laughs> everyone else was quite stressed about stuff that was going on at the time there. And me, I was just like, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be here. So, yeah, so I actually signed up to work with the business coach and January 2014, I started running my business full time and haven't looked back since.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. And in this time or shortly thereafter, I know you had some family things that had happened. So that have like kind of impacted who you are. So how did that impact you getting your business off the ground or did it, or did you just keep pushing through?
1: So obviously my mom was ill. So my dad had recently um, been made redundant anyway. So he became my mum's full-time carer, but my dad wasn't really, he didn't really have a lot of patience for things that he didn't understand. Mm. And so because I had a a background in caring, I then actually became one of my mum's paid carers. So, it, while I was building my business, I was going around and helping my dad out with my mum at times as well. So that sort of like took my attention away from my business. But eventually, she we we got a, a nursing home for my mum because it became too much. And it, it was becoming dangerous to have her at home because coming down the stairs in the morning, my dad was having to walk down backwards oh. and guide my mum. And it was like, I can't be doing that. If Mum tried to make herself a cup of tea, it it wouldn't be a cup of tea. It would, it would have all kinds of things in there that shouldn't have been in there. So never knew what was going to happen, what was going to be
0: coming. And your your dad was no spring chicken at the time either. Right. So that's a a lot for him to take care of somebody else. uh, So
1: my dad was, um, in his late sixties looking after my mum and so he never got to retire he never got his retirement
0: Mm. he
1: just literally came out of work and then ended up becoming a carer so yeah so my mum eventually went into a nursing home and then in uh, November 2019 my mum actually passed away which was a relief because she was no longer suffering we weren't watching her fade and turn into it, it she was just a shell in the end My mum had passed away years ago, as far as I was concerned, because it wasn't her anymore. So when she, when her body did eventually give up, that, that was a big relief, I think, for all of us. But my dad, my dad had a lot of guilt because he promised her that she wouldn't go into a nursing home. But we had to in the end. And he really did miss her. And in the just after the pandemic started so in April 2020 my dad suddenly just passed away in his sleep and none of us were expecting it um I certainly wasn't I certainly wasn't expecting to find him so that was a, a big shock having lost mum which was a relief but then dad suddenly going just out of the blue um and we weren't able to have funeral like we did for my mum because we we were all locked down
0: right
1: so it's like we're, and my parents were bikers so my mum at my mum's funeral we had a procession of bikers and she would have absolutely loved it and the the crematorium was totally full of her friends and family and people that loved her and we even went it, it was more like a celebration of her life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then we had the the wake and and my husband's band played and yeah it was just a a really lovely send off but in contrast my dad they we weren't allowed to have the biking procession there was only 10 of us allowed at the crematorium so I, I felt relieved that actually my dad got to say goodbye to all those people at my mom's funeral.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was the last time everybody was together. So, so yeah, so we had my dad's funeral to deal with, my dad's passing. I took on my dad's dog, who is now coming up to 12, within like, A week or so, she pulled a ligament in her back leg and ended up having to have a major operation.
0: (laughs) She was probably missing him. Oh, yeah, she really did. Luckily, when
1: mum and dad went away on bike rallies and things, I would look after her. So she was quite used to being with me. Then a couple of weeks after that, my dad's eldest brother passed away. Then my sister and I fell out majorly. We're not talking now at all. Then what else happened? Oh, then a few weeks later, we found out that my mum's eldest brother, who had been looking for for a few years, had passed away in 2016 and no one had told us. Mm. So it was like all of this grief all at once. And having living next door to my dad, I just suddenly, I was just like, I can't live here anymore. This This isn't, I don't belong here anymore we need to move. My husband was, yeah, definitely. So that was a major catalyst for me changing so much. And being that I help others with their their crisis moments, I felt that I wasn't able to do the best possible job with my clients at that time because I needed to work on myself. So from the April until the November, I basically put my business on hold because I was like, I can't I can't be dealing with other people's stuff if I'm not in the best possible place. So I continued working with the, the few clients that I would see each month, and they, they knew what my situation was, and they were really great. But I just didn't do the marketing, didn't do the networking, didn't do anything else that would take my energy. And it was bizarre, because the universe yet again looked after me. I still ended up In the August, I had the best month that I'd had in a very long time because I had people that I'd spoken to like 18 months beforehand go, Sophie, I'm ready to work with you now. I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not taking on loads of people. This is fine. I can work with you because I'm starting to feel a bit better. But yeah, it was just amazing. I just trusted that I would get what I needed when I needed it.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that is a lot to happen in such I mean, it's a lot to happen in your entire lifetime, but really in such a short amount of time. And I love that you had the beautiful awareness to kind of say, okay, I'm gonna put my business on hold. I would love to know what you kind of did to deal with this grief and move through it and this like I can only imagine how stressful this all must have been. And I think I would probably have anxiety, you know, like, so I would yeah. love for you to tell us kind of some of the things you did.
1: So the first thing that I did was literally watch back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really random thing to do. But the the night, the day that my dad passed away, I needed to do something because I, I just couldn't sleep. And I was like, what do I really love? Well, I love Back to the Future because that is a memory that I have of me and my dad. So my dad used to um, be a managing director of an imports company and it was cinema film. Back then, when that came out, my dad was normally given tickets to go to like the previews and the premieres and and stuff like that. So as a kid, I used to get tickets to go to the previews. So Back to the Future was one of them it actually worked out that my dad knew someone that knew Michael J. Fox and (laughs) he told this guy that me and my sister had really loved the film. And Michael J. Fox sent us a signed autograph, signed photo. So I used to have it on my desk as a kid. So that was like one of the things that I could do to make me feel as though my dad was still close to me. So that was fine. That made me relax a little bit. That was something that could take my mind off things for a little while. And because I wasn't sleeping, it was like, okay, let's just do something that's that's calming, that I enjoy. So I watched a lot of films over those, those few months. If I wasn't feeling great, I would just wrap myself up on, in a blanket or something on the sofa. One of my favourite films is Alice in Wonderland, mm. Tim Burton films, so they would go on. So it was just, it was anything that would make me, give me a bit of comfort. And I just knew that my energy wasn't great. So I wasn't going to be doing lots of things to overexert myself. I was just being kind to myself, looking after myself.
0: I love that because I, it's almost like you're giving yourself permission to have the feeling. And it's like, you know, instead of trying to immediately switch yourself Okay, I've had my twenty four hours to be sad. I'm going to move on to something else, and you're almost in denial. You just sat with it, and you did things that felt good, which I love. Yeah. So yeah, so you so you meditated, and and what else?
1: Meditated. Did you- I'm big music fan, so music is always on in some form. So I would be playing like my favorite stuff. So I may um, most mornings I would have a morning playlist on so that was created with songs that i knew lifted me lifted my energy i'm a massive foo fighters fan by the way so oh, they are always i love on. them <laughs> <laughs> i was actually at the taylor hawkins tribute this weekend oh, so
0: you were yeah.
1: oh. so it's anything to do with music so like if i was, wasn't watching a film music would be on if I didn't have the music on it might be a music documentary that was on but it's always things that would lift me up and um, being out in nature is another thing that always makes me feel much better so I would be taking Willow my dad's dog out for a walk just being out in nature and really just being present with it so the way that I would be present with everything around me is looking at the color of the leaves being grateful for the color of the leaves being grateful for the beautiful sky looking at everything that pleases me because I knew that that would lift my energy and yes there would be moments where I would bump into somebody that knew me or knew my dad and that guaranteed they always knew my mum because my mum I looked like my mum Plus, Mm -hmm. my mum used to work in the doctor's surgery, so everyone knew her. So somebody would start a conversation with me. How's your dad? Oh, you haven't heard. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I I just cried. I just let them see me crying, which was absolutely fine, because that was how I was feeling. I wasn't going to hide it. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people get a bit embarrassed about feeling that way and want to go and hide, but actually we're human beings everyone cries at some sort at some time yeah so I was just literally I just went this is me this is how I am at this moment in time if you don't like it then just stay away from me yeah
0: (laughs) I I love that I think that's again another thing where we try to push it away or not feel it or we try to hide or wipe away you know do we don't want people to see us crying and it's or we are humans we do have those emotions so it's it's nothing to be ashamed of we all do it <laughs> mm-hmm. i love what you said about being present that's a huge thing for me i think that we get so caught up in things that have happened in the past or worrying about the future things mm-hmm. that we have no control over except what we do have control over is right now in this moment. And so I love that you are able to notice the things around you that brought you joy, because I think that's so important.
1: Yeah. And that's what I teach my clients as well. It's literally, it's, okay. What do you love? Just look around the room that you're in and just notice the things that you love. It literally, it shifts your energy really, really quickly. So I could sit here and go, I love the painting that I've got on the wall. I love the crystals that are all around me. I love the books on my bookshelf. I love the texture of the sofa love the sofa and the um, carpet. I love the color of my blinds. Just saying those things, just acknowledging them really does lift your energy up. Yeah. And it shifts you into a different space within seconds.
0: Yeah, I talk about Instant gratification. Like that, that'll do it for yeah. sure. So let's go ahead and talk about your business a little bit. So you're a soul coach. I think you're also now a certified business coach. So I would love for you to tell us what you do.
1: So I basically work with women in business who have recently been through a major life event. So they may be feeling lost, not knowing what direction to go in from from here. Being that I An empath so I physically feel other people's emotions their energetic blocks and physical pain it allows me to get to the root of actually what's really going on with them so although they may have had this major event there's probably still stuff that they're holding on to from like years ago as well so what I really help them to do is acknowledge what they're holding on to what is holding them back help them deal with that in a much better way and teach them tools and techniques so that they don't need to hold on to these things anymore. They don't need to keep going over them time and time again in their minds or having those same old conversations with people. It's about learning to deal with those emotions and those situations very quickly and very easily. So I teach them tools and techniques to do that. Then we go a bit deeper and we look at who they really truly are as a soul. So we're looking at their personality, looking at their positive and their negative traits so they can really understand themselves and understand what type of behavior they tend to exhibit when they make choices that are out of alignment with who they really truly are. And it goes even deeper, looks at where they've already made negative choices in this lifetime and in past lives as well, what patterns they've brought in so that we can address that and we can start healing that and give them actions to take, like physical actions that they can take to stop themselves from repeating those things again. And then we do a lot of law of attraction stuff. So what is it that you want? What is, how do you want your life to be? And then we work on that and the mindset around that as well. So so it's looking at every area of their life because your, your business and your personal life, they always interlink. You can't separate them. So we work on everything and just really get them into a place where they feel like they know exactly what direction they're going in. They know what it is that they want from life. And they're excited about it rather than being lost and distressed and and really not having a clue what they want to do or how they want their life to be.
0: Yeah, that's uh, such a disheartening feeling when you're in that place. I've I've been there and it sucks, you know, because there has to be more than this, but you don't even know where to start. So I love that that's the work you're doing. Do you have maybe a tip or two for my listeners who, when they're kind of in that place of like looping and replaying yeah. these things over and over and over again, something that they might be able to do to kind of snap them out of it a little bit.
1: Yeah. So um, cord cutting, cord cutting is absolutely amazing because when you do this exercise, it's a physical exercise. So your brain understands it better. And your brain doesn't always know whether or not you've had a conversation with someone or you've imagined having that conversation or, or whatever. But but doing this physical exercise, your brain just goes, oh, we're cutting off from this now. We've just cut the cord. This, this is great. So the way to do that, and it, it can be to situations, it can be to people, it can even be to physical objects. So if you're having a clear out and you're, you're a bit reluctant to give something away, you can cut a cord to it. So you imagine a cord coming out of your your solar plexus, your stomach area, and it's a bit like an umbilical cord. And you basically grab hold of it and just pull it forward so that you're, you're pulling that tension on it. And then your other hand, you imagine it's a knife a chainsaw, a machete. I quite like lightsabers. So (laughs) (laughs) I imagine it's a lightsaber and I slice through that cord three times. So quite close to the body so that you're actually letting go of that cord. And then holding onto that cord, you then imagine you've got a fire in front of you and you put the cord into the fire and you just watch it burn. But the most important thing is that you put that fire out because what you think you can create, and we don't want any fires anywhere. So Hmm. whatever you want to put that fire out, you can imagine pouring water on it. One client imagined putting snow on it. Some have imagined peeing on it, depending (laughs) on who that card was going to, or I just stamp on it. Um, But yeah, have fun with it as well, because it's, you're letting go of that energy. You're saying, "I am done and dusted with this. I don't need to keep going over this time and time again." Even if you start thinking about it like half an hour later, you can do that exercise again. There's no limit as to how many times you can do it.
0: Mm, I you love that.
1: You're training your brain to go. Actually, is is this helpful? No, it's not. Let let's let's get rid of this. Let's 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 just stop thinking about this now. Let's do this exercise it's gone.
0: Yeah. I've, I've done cord cutting and then I, I always think I'm doing it wrong because it comes back to me, you know, and I just, and maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not doing it right. Or, and I haven't attempted it in quite some time, but when I would, when that person or that thought or whatever would come back, I was like, well, I must not have done this right then because I have it again. So I love that you can just, just keep doing it until it works. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And and the thing is, when you we have energetic cords going to everybody that we come into contact with. So even if that person, if you were to see that person again, you would get another cord. If you were to have a conversation with them on the phone or connect with them via email or whatever, you're going to get another cord to that person. So just keep cutting it. Mm, That makes so much sense. Yeah, especially if you've got a toxic relationship with them. A really difficult relationship just keep cutting that cord and m- many times my clients have said to me my god sophie i feel so much lighter i'm like well yeah you've been holding on to all this energetic stuff that you don't need just just let go of it it's and they're like what well, well what if i'm cutting this person off forever i said you're not cutting them off forever because you will get another cord when you that energetic cord when you see them again, or you're in contact with them, or even if you think about them. So just keep cutting that cord to keep that energy fresh. And they feel so much different around the people that they know that they need to be around. So if you're working with somebody and it's quite toxic, yes, you're going to see them again if you're working in an office or something. So just keep cutting that cord. It don't, you don't have to hold on to that energy all
0: the time. That's beautiful. And such, such good advice. So it makes me feel a little better too. I wasn't necessarily doing it wrong, but when you do, when you have an interaction and get a new cord, that makes so much sense. So I know you mentioned crystals. I would love to know just because I'm totally curious and into crystals myself. What do you have a favorite one or two crystals you like?
1: Uh, Well, I love, I don't know if you can see it. My amethyst geode over there.
0: I can see it and that's gorgeous
1: that was my mum's, so I've inherited that and I absolutely love it um I have a Lemurian quartz
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish my <laughs> listeners
0: could see it it's so pretty <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Oh, the, do you know what? I, I'm surrounded by crystals that help me especially with like the the past life stuff
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and this, I, I can't even pronounce what it is, but I'm going to show you, Heather, listeners. This, this is beautiful. This is uh-huh. an, I think it's like an amthylene or something like that, and it's, um, it's like quartz, but the energy that comes off of this is just amazing
0: it looks so magical and hefty like it looks pretty I mean that's a good size (laughs) it's a good size I have good size crystals here yeah I'm I love the big crystals I take my daughters to the crystal shop and they get a bunch of little ones and I get like Usually some of the bigger ones, not as (laughs) big as I would like, because those are always Uh very expensive. But um, yeah, that was just, I was just curious because I I know you had mentioned crystals. I believe you are back to using Oracle decks and tarot cards these days. What do you use those for? I would love for you, I use them all the time, but I would love for you to tell my listeners, how does that enhance what you're doing?
1: So for for myself, I use them when I feel drawn to, to pick a card for myself. So it's it's just given me that that reassurance and that guidance that I need for me. But I on LinkedIn and Facebook every Wednesday, I do a Wednesday Oracle card reading. So it's just one card and it's just about the energy for that week. So it's just a bit of guidance for anyone that's maybe going through a little bit of a turmoil or on like this week's card was all about um going with the flow so if you've been like really struggling this week trying to push forward with something that has been just becoming frustrating the card is really saying just stop trying to go upstream you you're struggling when you go upstream fighting against the current just float, just let it go, just just see what happens and just trust that the, the river or the stream will take you where it needs to because the, the more that we're fighting against things, the harder it becomes. So just, just let it go and go with the flow. So that's the kind of thing that I, I do every week. And then with my clients, again, I tend to get drawn to a certain pack of cards or um not every session but some sessions we we I get drawn to them and then then we'll do a reading and normally it just backs up exactly what I've just said to them so <laughs> so it's, it for them it's more like confirmation that that what we've been talking about is is right and the direction they're going in is right
0: so this has been so amazing and I've loved having you. But before I let you go, I would like to ask you five rapid fire questions, not meaning you have to answer them quickly, but just answer <laughs> with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, cool. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word play?
1: There's two things that come in straight into my mind. One is playing music and the second one is playing sports. So I play netball once a week. And I love playing netball. So for me, that is my play.
0: Okay. So for us in the US, is there a sport? (laughs) Is that like basketball or what is that?
1: (laughs) So so netball is, so you use like a hoop, like, like basketball, um, but you're not allowed to bounce the ball like you would in, in basketball. Okay. It is, it, you have, you have to throw it to your your team members. So there's seven you, seven of you on a team. Um, you've got two that can shoot. So they're within the the D around the the net. And yeah, it's just it, it's quite a quick game. But you and you can't move with the ball. So you once you land, you've got to stay there. Otherwise, you you basically you you get pulled up because you're moving with the ball.
0: Okay, but it's a team sport. It's a team sport. Okay. Yeah. What is something you are excited about right now?
1: Oh, just. The possibilities. I mean, I've had the really exciting stuff this year already, which were the concerts, getting back to concerts after so long. Right. Um, so that that was really, really exciting. Um, but I am very excited because my best friend is coming over from New Zealand to stay with me for a week. So... I'm really looking forward to seeing her because I haven't seen her for a few years.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I love that when you can get back to seeing people you haven't seen in so long. And yours is a, a very long time. I get excited when I haven't yeah. seen somebody in a month. If there was an extra hour in each day, what would you spend it doing?
1: Probably sleeping. <laughs> I
0: love my bed. <laughs> I was having this conversation earlier on a on a different podcast. I I recently got a new bed because my old one fell apart, and I I love my bed. I, it makes me so happy to get in my bed.
1: <laughs> it's comfy. It's, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, why would I want to do anything else? Yeah, and sleeping. I love to sleep. It makes me so yeah. happy. How would your best friend describe you? Uh, she she'd probably call me weird. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Uh, we, we are, we are very different, but we are, but we've got similarities. So we both really love animals. But I am the very spiritual one. She is quite grounded. So yeah, she and I think she'd probably call me unique. (laughs)
0: Mm. It's interesting how the people closest to us kind of compliment us in that they have what we don't, you know, and I don't know if you're into human design, but a lot of times your, your channels will be, you know, you'll have half and your, your best friend or your spouse will have the other half. So it's really fascinating. All right. Last question, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: It would be to just go with the flow be yourself go with the flow and don't don't worry about how things are going to turn out because they will work out in the end
0: such good advice all right sophie this has been amazing i would love for you to tell my listeners where can they find you so they can find
1: me on linkedin it's sophie watson i've got very curly hair and that's the first place you can find me you can find me on facebook so it's sophie watson time to create a life you love Mm. and Yeah. And my website is sophiewatson.co.uk.
0: Great. I will link everything in the show notes. Do you have any type of way for my listeners to work with you if they're interested?
1: Yeah. So I offer a 30 minute curiosity call, which is absolutely free. And it's just about finding out where you're at right now, where you want to get to. And if it feels like a match, then we'll talk about how we can work together. So I invite you
0: to invite me to a call amazing thank you so much for being here this was so much fun thank you so much heather it's been lovely couldn't you just listen to sophie talk all day i know i could once again i feel so blessed to be able to do this work and have these conversations here are five key takeaways from today's episode number one once you make a decision about something that aligns with your highest self the universe will put the right people and situations in front of you Don't ignore the signs. It's showing you that you're on the right path. Number two, when things in your life seem overwhelming, find things that make you feel better and do those things. If that means watching a movie on repeat for a while, that's okay. There's no right or wrong way to feel grief and there is no right or wrong way to feel better. Number three, If your energy isn't where you would like it to be for yourself, your business, or any part of your life, it's okay to put things on pause for a bit while you work through it. Be kind to yourself and take care of yourself. Number four, allow yourself to feel your feelings as they come and don't deny them. Try some practices to bring more awareness to your feelings and to lift you up, such as meditation, listening to music, or getting out in nature. Number five. The best way to get out of your head is to be in the present moment and recognize what you're grateful for. Notice your surroundings and what you love about those things, and it will help bring you out of your head and into your heart. And if you cry, that's perfectly okay. We're all human beings, and we all cry sometimes. Thanks so much to Sophie for sharing with us today. If you'd like to work with Sophie or learn more about her, all of her information is in the show notes. And if you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would give it a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day. This podcast episode is brought to you by Prompts to Purpose, my free workbook that will help you stop spinning your wheels and start remembering your gifts inside you'll find 25 journal prompts to get you thinking about things in a new way so that you can find your purpose and start living the life of your dreams if you're ready to dive in get on my email list by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my instagram bio and i'll send it over come on in and see what everyone is talking about